Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Attention BetMGM customers. Have a friend who loves sports as much as you do? Here's a chance for both of you to earn a $50 bonus when they sign up through BetMGM's Refer-A-Friend program. Just sign into your BetMGM account and click on the Refer-A-Friend program to send your friend a message inviting them to register a new account in the same state you use BetMGM in. Once your friend signs up and makes a deposit, they'll receive a $50 bonus. And once your friend places a bet with their bonus and the wager is settled, you'll receive a $50 bonus as well. Share the excitement and get a $50 bonus every time you refer a friend to BetMGM. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Ohio only. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in 30 days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Hi folks, welcome to another episode of Film Study. This is Ken McCusick here for this week's by the numbers for week nine. And of course, always my co-host for the show, Dan Reese. Dan, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Nice, uh, solid win going into the bye. Uh, team's looking real strong and uh, uh, getting excited for the second half of the season. Pretty hard not to be optimistic right now. Yep. I had somebody ask me, you know, what do the Ravens need to do better? It took me a long time. I really couldn't come up with anything other than, you know, the obvious things like stay healthy, mm-hmm. uh, which they, you know, that's great if they're now healthy enough that you have that kind of level of confidence. Uh, the one I should have come up with is scoring in the red zone. I'd like to see that done a little yep. better. There, there's some some finishing, some some places we're executing, some plays left on the field. But uh, you know, if that's your your biggest complaint, that and uh, you know you've got the record as you do, it's a pretty good spot to be in. So. Pretty good deal indeed. Okay, let's jump right in. I'll I'll start with the first number here tonight, or the first two numbers, which are three point four and nine point three. 
Ravens allow just 3.4 yards per play with Hamilton on the field versus the Saints. Without him, they allowed 9.4 yards per play. Now, I realize that a lot of that difference is um, luck accentuating a uh, what otherwise might still be a significant difference in talent there. Uh, they used Hamilton as the slot corner in this game a fair amount in in big nickel. And the big takeaway from this was that they used it against 11, 12, and 13 personnel. In fact, they used it a total of 22 times plus two penalties or 24. 11 of them were 11 personnel. 12 of them were 12 personnel. And one was 13 personnel. So that's really showing they're trusting Hamilton to cover a wide receiver as much as they think they're cornerbacks in that situation can help them with the combination of rearrangement potentially of Humphrey to the inside and and those guys being a little weaker probably in coverage than than they would like their third corner to be so what I, I don't know about you but I'm expecting Hamilton to remain as the slot corner until other teams prove they can exploit him regularly yeah and I think he's played really well um mm-hmm. you know he's played well uh, coverage. He's played well in the run game. He's played well, just kind of flying all over the place. Um, real pass unfortunate. Rusher. Yep, pass rusher as well. Yeah, unfortunate to uh, get his first interception canceled uh, by a questionable mm-hmm. call. We'll say, um, but uh, you know he's he's really come on really strong, and I love how uh, the defensive coordinator has kind of figured out and, uh, and, and has been playing to his strengths, and I kind of only expect that to grow with the the mm-hmm. bye week so yeah yeah it's definitely exciting so all right going on to my next numbers or my numbers uh 59% and 19% uh in, in week 9 with Andrews out we really had a question about who was going to fill his role um and, and how they were going to kind of use their tight ends Isaiah likely snaps 59% of them were on run plays before week nine, only 19 of his snaps were on run plays. So they really used him to fill the kind of both sides of the coin, run and, and pass plays uh, role, the Andrew plays. Uh, and they really had him step in there. And, and I thought he did uh, a pretty, pretty solid job. Um, you know, not, not perfect, but very admirable for, um, for a rookie. So. I'll just say he's all over our offensive line notes in terms of making good blocks good. in the run game, which is awesome. That's, that's great. Yeah. yeah. That's, you know, if you, cause in the beginning he was, you know, in preseason and early season, you could definitely see why there was a reason why he was not in on, on the run plays. So, uh, you know, catching up on the offensive snaps and everything or offensive play calls and everything like that. It's, it's great to see just uh, really expect his role to grow and that enables you to be, um, you know, harder to predict uh, uh, when, when he's out there, what, what your offense is going to do. I thought it was going to be interesting to see h- how they use Nick Boyle um, with that, with that hole. And he was only out there for 16 snaps. I saw and, and 11 of them were in the fourth quarter when they didn't care who they weren't pretending anything. They were running the ball. And uh, you know, I think he's still the, the best blocker of the tight ends so or, or or of the remaining tight ends i would say um though oliver's done really well as well um but uh but yeah they had him out there for that and and that was really his whole role so yeah it's uh it's exciting and i think the week eight game was the big uh 
uh, change for likely in terms of being out there for a lot of run snaps. I, and and he, he blocked very well in that game too, is my recollection. So, uh, you know, it, it, he was, he was being used really as a designated receiver and you kind of mentioned that, but, but it was almost, yeah, I heard other people say that it was almost a tell that yeah. he was on the field that you, but of course when it's third and 10, you don't have to tell the opponent you're going to pass, you're going to pass. And you know, that's mm-hmm. pretty obvious, right. but, uh, yep. all right. Very cool. Uh, let's move on here. 3.65%, sorry, 3.65, 5, 52% and 6.9. So three metrics for Lamar Jackson as a passer in this game. The 3.65 is time to throw per next-gen AWS. That's an absurdly high figure. Uh, uh, you know, over three seconds is a lot. Over three and a half seconds is rare, I would say. Uh, highest in the league by far. It's got to be one of the highest of this season. It is his highest of the season. So uh, uh, really interesting to see him have this much time. Uh, the offensive line afforded Lamar Jackson ample time and space. of the time, 13 out of 25 dropbacks resulting in a pass or sack. Um, I wish the results had been better. He threw for only 6.9 yards per play as a net with ample time and space. And those included two sacks for zero, by the way, where he was attempting to make a run play. Incomplete would have been, you know, an equivalent in terms of yardage, obviously, but uh, uh, not what you want out of your quarterback at 6.9 yards per play. And I think that's indicative of some of the throws that got left on the field in this game. Uh, you know, a long pass to likely on the right, uh, some balls that came out of his hand funny, uh, you know, that were, that were thrown. I, I think of them as being pr- thrown primarily to the left. And you keep like looking at the video about four times to see, okay, who hit him or was, you know, even his leg jostled if it wasn't his arm. And I don't think it was any of that. I think the ball just came out funny out of his hand. Yeah, um, those time to throw numbers are, are crazy. The old line has really been been playing phenomenally. Uh, you know, starting with Stanley, he's just been um, you know amazing to to come back at that level um, and and to provide that much time and space for him is pretty awesome. So, you know, I think it's it's really hopefully something that uh, he can um, improve in the second half of the of the of the season is just kind of the little things. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he's he's had problems getting the football to open receivers before. We've seen this a little bit from in the past that he, he kind of underthrows a wide open or short arms a wide open receiver. Mm-hmm. These are ball funny out of his hands. And I wonder if they're trying to get him to do something to release a football without trying to find the laces. And that was something like large handed quarterbacks. And Ben Roethlisberger is one I, I specifically connect to this kind of activity. I have a better chance to get the ball out by hot read without having to turn the laces to their, you know, their thumbs on them. And I'm wondering if, if that had anything to do with it, but I, honestly, looking back at these plays, it, there, there was some pretty significant time involved. So it doesn't seem like the kind of thing he'd have to, you know, he wouldn't have the time to get the laces right, um, right. before he releases it. So a, a, a little odd. I hope it's something that can be corrected uh, and, and it's not indicative of an injury or something else that's going on. Definitely. Um, all right. Uh, jumping to my next numbers, we've got uh, 60% and 27%. Uh, 60% was a, the third down conversion rate uh, last week uh, when the Ravens were on offense, which is a fantastic number. And 27% uh, was last week's conversion, uh, third down conversion rate when they were on defense, which again is a, is an extremely solid number. Uh, you know, that 60% last week brings the overall third down conversion rate 
uh, went on offense to 45%, which is good mm-hmm. for sixth best. Um, and the 27% last week on defense brings the defense overall to 33.65%, which again is sixth best. So, um, you know, they weren't, weren't on at near the top of the list in the beginning of the season, but they have been playing extremely well on third downs, both on offense and defense um, and getting them in, in good situations uh, on the early downs as well, because uh, allowing them to do that. No other team is in the top 10 of both uh, of both categories. So being six is, is awesome. So That's remarkable to me that there's, I mean, there's a lot of really good teams out there and there's some very balanced teams, Buffalo, Philadelphia, you'd figure they might be, in the in the top 10 in both I, they had a graphic during the game and I, I i didn't remember it exactly but it's something like the ravens were working on a streak of seven consecutive games of 40 plus percent conversions which was a team record so that's a that's a nice streak and 45 for the year is is great but i mean it's it, if you get 40 percent every game and you knew you could get that you'd probably be fine with that because that's going to low variance your offense in a in a nice way you're not going to have 60 percent games offset by 35 percent games kind of thing yep absolutely all right let's move on here what do we got uh how about eight 150 and four <clears throat> excuse me you probably heard that the may have heard that the ravens have now run for 150 plus yards in eight consecutive games and the single season record for consecutive games with nine or more during the super bowl era is only 11. That was the 72 Dolphins. There's only three other teams that have had nine plus games of 150 or more, which the Ravens will have this next week if they are able to do it again. But that was, those were the 75 Steelers, the 85 Bears, and the 73 Dolphins. All four of those teams won the Super Bowl. Now, there's been a lot said about this. You know, basically that, oh, those are teams all back in the day. It doesn't matter. Not the game the game's played, blah, blah, blah. Um, the game has not changed that much in the sense that teams run because they win. They don't win because they run. All right. And the Ravens are actually a fairly healthy combination of both. They do win in part because of Lamar's running, but they really are able to put a game away. At least we certainly hope that standard returns to the Ravens the rest of the season um, by running the football. So right now it looks like the Ravens are going to be able to control games versus bad teams on defense given their additions this past week. You know, they made three significant additions. One is Hamilton. One is Roquan Smith, you know, shoring up the inside linebacker situation, giving them some real depth there. And the other was that was the return of Bowser, which will be further supplemented by the return of Ajabo uh, whenever they decide to, to, to make that call. I, I think the Ravens are in a position to start dominating defensively at a level we're more used to. It probably will not be the best team in the league, but it wouldn't be surprised me if over the rest of the league, they were in the top, over the rest of the year, they were in the top five or six from, you know, a VOA perspective, perhaps. Yeah, absolutely. I think their defense is really going to put them in a position to kind of choose what path they want to do on offense, right? They're not Mm going to be, um, knock on wood, not going to be down too many games by three touchdowns where they have to come out slinging the ball. So, um, you know, it is, it's a pretty amazing stat and, what I think is the most amazing is that I don't even know that the running game has really been clicking on all cylinders yet. <laughs> you know, it's, um, you know, 
you're still kind of swapping out running backs every week. You, um, the offensive line is still gelling. I think, um, you know, you got Mark Andrews coming back, which we talked about as solid blocker. And then I still think Lamar has more to offer on the run game. I think he's done well, but I think he's, um, you know, he's still trying to kind of, you know, do a a balanced approach. And, and so I, I think there's, I, I, it's pretty amazing to see that stat. Yeah. seeing what the game's been looking like so i mean and you know top two running backs have basically been out the whole season uh dobbins was back briefly and not as effective as normal edwards back briefly and very effective but then gone again um what i will say as much as lamar jackson probably could have had even more yards than he has right now um and they could do more things to get him more yards Lamar Jackson is the reason this run game is as great as it is. The, the, the threat of Lamar Jackson and the other things Roman can do with that to stress a defense are how a guy like Kenyon Drake or Justice Hill or whoever the next guy is, uh, you know, can get some decent yardage uh, uh, under the circumstances they've got here. So, it's, oh, absolutely, yep. you see that you see that every play. You see the defense flowing for sure, <laughs> whatever direction Lamar goes. One more point about this. So yeah. 223 yards per game to set the all-time rushing record. What sort of odds would you want to make the wager that they would get it? Say that again? To, to they do need what? 223 yards per game the rest of the way, playing a whole spate of bad teams. You know, 2018 Lamar, they averaged over that, I think, down the stretch. Uh, so if they needed two, 223 yards per game against their final eight opponents, to set the to, you know, break their own all time record, that would take them to three thousand two hundred and th- roughly thirty two hundred yards. It's it's a, it's a little bit more than what they had in two thousand nineteen. Uh, one one more. <laughs> so, what sort of odds would you want to think they they they'd be able to get two hundred and twenty three yards per game the rest of the way? Well, you'd have to give me pretty good odds. I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, that's a that's a lot of yards every game. Um, and you know one bad game and that that brings down your your average pretty fast sure true but um, is it a five to one proposition or a 25 to one proposition yeah i was gonna go i was gonna go like 10 to one but okay. i think it's something like that so um because i think they are going to be favored pretty heavily in every game which as you mentioned you, you keep running when when you're in the lead so i, I think mm-hmm. they're going to be in a position to to run often so all right, that that will be something interesting to watch for sure. So, um, all right, my uh, my next set of numbers is six percent and four and a half percent. Um, these are the the percentages of explosive plays. So, explosive. Um, I'm using the the twenty yards gain per play or on a play as de- deciding whether it's an explosive play. Uh, so, six percent on pass plays uh, th- this year which is uh, fourth worst in the NFL. The average is 8% of, of pass plays are explosive. Um, on the other other side, 4.5% is the percentage of run plays that were explosive, which is the second highest behind Seattle. The average is only two and a, or 2.7%. So probably not a surprise to many people. They, they have been um, highly explosive when running, um, but not so much in the passing game. I was surprised to see that uh, that Duvernay was leading the pack with with six explosive plays, uh, followed by Bateman with five, Andrews with four, likely with two, and, and one for J.K. So they're definitely going to have to 
kind of find a replacement for Bateman's. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll see whether that's more Duvernay, uh, some Deshaun Jackson, um, or, or where it comes in. I was also surprised to see that there have been zero QB scrambles for um, over 20 yards this, this season. So hmm. uh, that, 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 that surprised me to he- see that he hasn't had any um, QB scramble explosive plays this year. So that, um, that is surprising because yeah. he's had a fair amount of scramble yards. I know that because I compare that to the sack yards and mm-hmm. he's got more scramble yards than sack yards. Yeah. He may be just under the threshold. Uh, it, it, it could be a, uh, could be that case. So uh, one of the things I wanted to point out about these explosive plays, and, and this was kind of inspired by a PFF article that came out and um, was that drives without an explosive play, the Ravens only score a touchdown 15% of the time on those, mm. which is above league average of 11% uh, uh, this year. Um, and if you have one explosive play, it jumps up to 56% of the time that they score a touchdown. So it really shows that even a team like the Ravens that are able to kind of chunk yard their way down the, uh, down the field, you really need these explosive plays. Otherwise the, you know, the, the percentages just add up and, and you can't, uh, uh, you know, it, it's very difficult to get six or seven first downs. So. Mm-hmm. That's, that's that's very interesting. Is this your own uh, combing of the FASTR database that gets you to that point, or did you did somebody else list that information? Oh, it was mine. Yep. Yeah, I, that's, yeah. Dan, yeah, inspired by the by PFF, but then I took a look at uh, you know at Baltimore's because I always I always struggle with the concept of whether a team like the Ravens really need the explosive plays because, or if they're able to kind of just take four yards, five yards, every play and just keep going, um, you know, solidly down the field. But it really shows that, uh, that even a team like the Ravens need those ex- explosive plays. Uh, otherwise, um, you know, the, the downs just kind of catch up to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Certainly turnover risk and all the things in, in, in going down the field, make it a little more difficult. Um, I, I, that's, that's fascinating stuff. And I want to point out if, if you want to know like what's in the, in the NFL faster database, give, give Dan a shout out on Twitter. DMs are open, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. And, and so, you know, he's, he's someone who can probably really help you to tell you what's there. I know a little bit about what's there, but just enough to be dangerous. Honestly, I don't, I don't comment. I don't know Java or Python like, like Dan does, but, uh, he has a, terrific ability to get through that stuff and and he's a he's a great guy to call for that kind of thing yeah, uh, absolutely happy to help anyone you know with any questions or, or it's such a useful tool happy to you know help anyone answer questions and, and get familiar with it so maybe we do a short sure. about what's out there sometime yeah. just kind of go through that i think that'd be fun Okay, I've, I'll take the next one then, the uh, 74.7% and 71.9%. So the Ravens have a 74.7% series success rate. That's seventh best in the NFL. Kansas City leads the entire NFL at about 79%, 79.1% actually. Um, the 71.9% series success rate, that's what they've allowed on defense, which is 20th in the NFL, so a little bit below average um, there. Now, the series success rate, we need to make sure people understand the definition of this because it's very important. It's one of the most important offensive metrics of all, or, or defensive for that matter, is the percentage of chance of getting either a first down or touchdown from any series 
on three or four downs. So before you have to give up the football, basically. So you had a turnover, you have, it's a, it's a, it's a loss. If you have to kick a field goal, it's a loss. If you have to punt, it's obviously a loss. Um, I can't think of too many other ways you, you actually lose a ball, but those are, those are the, those are the big three. Um, uh, but, uh, anyway, obviously very critical to continue to, to roll down the field and in particular the Ravens kind of offense, because it's so driven by the run game, the ability to lean on opponents with long offensive drives that, you know, can be 10, 12, 14 plays a lot of the time. Um, this is going to be important for the Ravens the rest of the year. And I actually think they'll improve significantly in both rankings that they should end up higher than sixth, probably, although that's the one that will be harder Sorry, higher than seventh, I should say. That's the one that will be harder to improve because as even if they're playing bad teams, when they're running and the other team knows the run is coming, they tend to give up something in the name of getting the game over with in terms of series success rate. But on the other side, I think defensively, they're going to improve terrifically by playing some some poor teams and should should cut that series success rate and, and having the improvements um, defensively they've had. There's one thing I want to first comment on this. And then there's one, there's one thing I really wanted to ask you. Yeah, you know, absolutely. And I think that goes hand in hand with, uh, with the explosive plays, right? Because they're lower mm-hmm. in the explosive plays. That's why the, the series success rate is huge for, for them on offense. Um, and on, on the defensive side, you know, I think they earlier this season, they were doing uh, a good amount of bend don't break sort of defense uh, and even breaking a couple times, but um but they, they were giving up some solid yards. So I think that goes hand in hand with the, with this, um, the, the lower uh, ranking on, on the success rate. And I think that um, as they improve and got these new, new, new folks added to, um, you know, to the defenses uh, side, um, you know, I think it's going to make a big difference, like you said. So, All right. So if, first of all, there is a video out there that Dan did uh, showing his research from a couple of years ago on series success rate. If you want to look for that, um, uh, probably look for film study series success rate. You'll find it. Dan does a great job of explaining it. And, and it's about the 2019 Ravens. So it's pretty much all good news and a, and a, a feel good story. <laughs> that's for sure. Here's my question for you in terms of how you watch a football game. And this is a kind of a fluffer nutter here in terms of our, our you know, uh, analytic review here but when you see a run the team's running the ball on first down the team has the lead okay and it does matter obviously when you see a nine yard run do you say on first down do you say that's great that's better than 11 or 12 or let's start with that right you because you're basically guaranteeing the success later on and you know you've got a a shot play there and and can kind of avoid yeah so absolutely uh you know i think uh, especially a team like the Ravens, where I'm confident they'll be able to, to knock out that one yard um, and have a relatively low risk of um, of of a negative play. So, so yes, I think that's that's the sort of situation you'd like to be in for sure. So here, here's the question: I know it depends somewhat on game situation, but let's just put ourselves in the second quarter up a touchdown. So not a real extreme game, extreme game situation, but you're still kind of playing the game to dominate snap count, get the defense tired. But it's early enough that you also need to optimize points. If you get nine yards on first down, what's the amount of yards you'd need to get instead to make it be of the same value to you? Like, would it be 13 yards or 14 yards? Or would it be, would you say, oh, I'll take 12 yards instead and we'll, we'll start over on first down? Oh, that's a good one. Um, 
you may have started to notice the strange tall boys of beer in the bottled water section of your local stores. But that's not beer. That's why it's in the water section. It's mountain spring water from the Alps, and it's called liquid death. Why is this water called liquid death? Well, because it'll brutally murder your thirst. And their infinitely recyclable tall boy cans help to bring a death to plastic bottles. They also donate 10% of the profits from every can sold to help kill plastic pollution. Plus, you can have some fun with it. I love my liquid death. I'm taking it to work every day, throwing it in the backpack. Yesterday, I had a Zoom meeting. There's nothing like getting on a Zoom meeting at 9 a.m. and cracking open a liquid death and watching the other screens as people try to figure out what you're drinking that early in the morning on a work call. So go on over. Check out Liquid Death. Pick it up yourself and go on over and get it at your local Harris Teeter or 7-Eleven. Or find a Liquid Death retailer near you with their store locator tool at liquiddeath.com slash film study. That's liquiddeath.com forward slash film study. Yeah, I think probably, hmm, I would say like like 15 yards, I think. Oh, wow. Um, so pretty, pretty greedy, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> because I think the opportunity for for second and nine it is on you know you've got the high end. That's where you can kind of take a shot play, an explosive play, something mm -hmm. like that, a little bit more risky, um, and you know an average play that they would you know that they would run would be like a four yard gain or something like that so you you put that after the nine and you're just getting 13 yards and starting from there so uh so i think it's got to be above that so because otherwise it's just a nine yard and a four yard and basically you're in the exact same spot you would have been with the 13 so um so i think you have to have above that so Okay, and and I would add, say you, you maybe add something for the value of one additional snap in the game, and more importantly, one additional strap on the drive because it's consecutive snaps that tire defense. I always say it's not, it's not you know the fact that they had to face seventy two for the game, although that's that can be significant. It's the fact that they had to face eleven in a row, thirteen in a row, fourteen in a row, and they got they got tired on the on the drive itself. Yep, and you can probably run a, a hurry up too without changing personnel um, mm -hmm. and, and keep those defensive players on the field too. So, yeah. but yeah, it's a fun topic for sure. Uh, series success rate. Um, so, it, it's pretty amazing to look at Kansas one point um, before we jump to the next one. Is Kansas City is uh, <laughs> they have no business being that high? It is unbelievable that they are that high. And the way that they're able to do it is they have an absurd conversion rate on third down, even on third and longs. Like they're like third and 10, no big deal. It, it's, hmm. it is extremely high. It's, um, and you know, I guess that's what happens with that type of offense is they, they're not behind the sticks ever <laughs> is basically <laughs> what it comes down to. So it's a, they are a very different type of offense even though they're both, you know, Ravens being high on the series success rate and the Chiefs high on the series success rate in, in completely different ways. So, um, all right. Uh, my next numbers are uh, 0.8 and negative 0.2. Uh, so the Ravens, the 0.8 is the, the Ravens average turnover margin so far this season, which is, which is fantastic. Um, and negative uh, 0.2 is the average turnover margin for the opponents remaining uh, eight in 
in the remaining eight games. So they, uh, on average, turn over the ball more more often than they uh, get the ball back. Um, they're the only remaining teams with a with a positive turnover margin is is Cincinnati in the last game and Atlanta with only uh, a turnover margin of of point one. And that was before. Um, tonight's game, so I'm not sure how that impacted it. Uh, Denver has an even uh, uh, turnover margin, so all of the rest have a, a negative turnover margin. So uh, hopefully that uh, that along with the defensive improvements really allow the Ravens to continue the the turnover margin success, which I think has been a, a key factor in uh, in the season so far. Okay, so here's here's my next question of this ilk to you. And I had something on turnovers too, and we we, we kind of had to peel a new stat here. But if you if you're plus point eight and your opponents are, are minus point two, the temptation is to say that you might expect to beat those teams by about one turnover in a typical game, because that's the sum of the two differences there. And and uh but in truth, would you would you be satisfied with that over the last eight games for this Ravens team? Uh, because the Ravens have have piled up that very impressive record against some awfully good teams, for starters. And even if they just did it against average teams, the teams they're facing are below average. So you, you'd figure it would improve. And, and maybe the point two is a representation of that that's reasonable. I happen to think they're going to have the lead a lot more down the stretch. And there's going to be more opportunities for turnovers that'll show up from that yeah you know i think uh i think all of that uh are good points i feel greedy asking for more than a <laughs> turnover margin of 0.8 but um but really all your all of your arguments are, are very sound and it's hard to um you know to to justify being happy <laughs> well i would be happy regardless but um you know being being kind of satisfied with um with with keeping level based off of uh, the, ch- the change in opponent level and, um, you know, getting, uh, you know, I think also they've had some, uh, you know, they, they've left a number of plays on the field as far as turnovers. You know, there was, I forget which game it was where they dropped three turnovers. So uh, that was a pretty rough one, but um uh, you know, and, and Hamilton, I think if he gets his groove going, I think that'll be nice. And, uh, you know, Bowser can definitely make a difference. So, um, you know, I, I think it, they have a, a solid opportunity to increase that point eight for sure. So, yeah, uh, also excited about that. OK, so whose turn is it to go right now? That was you on turnovers, right? Your turn. Yep. All right. So I think we're down to my last one now. So we've got 30, 26, 21st, 32nd and 32nd. Those are the Carolina Panthers NFL ranks in some selected offensive categories. They are 30th in yards per game at 289.9. They are 26th in interception rate at 2.99%. They are 21st in sack rate at 7.84%. That should be good. They are 32nd in first downs per game at 14.3. And more importantly, perhaps, they're 32nd in third down percentage at only 26.7 for the year. That's just unbelievably awful, that number. Um, The game against Carolina, to me, is an opportunity for the defense to flex at home versus a true second-tier opponent that has a lot of problems scoring points. And, you know, you don't ever want to put too much pressure on a single game to be a a one-sided win. But this is the kind of game, if they won by less than 14 points, I'd be pretty unhappy with the result. Um, and, And admittedly, 
you know, if you look at the point spread, it's probably not going to be 14. It'll probably be, you know, nine and a half or something. I may even be out there by now a- after this game. But uh, to, to me, if this team really wants to show who they are, they'll run all over the Can- Carolina Panthers and they'll beat them by, you know, two, three or even four touchdowns. Yeah, I just uh, just finished watching Carolina versus Atlanta, and and that was an ugly game on all sides. Um, but uh, the, and their offense just did not look good. Uh, defense or running the ball, they look pretty pretty decent. But um, mm-hmm. you know, but I don't think that's a, a huge concern for the Ravens. Um, but uh, but PJ Walker, he's just so many potential interception worthy throws. Uh, I don't think he threw very many, but they were all just dropped. So, um, you know, I, I think it's hard for, uh, you know, I, I'm right there on with you on that. I want a solid defining win. Um, I'm, I'm not sure the final score <laughs> I, I care as much about, but I want to go in or go out of the game feeling like that one was never in question. You know, that yep. one was a, uh, you know, um, yeah, you know, I don't really care if there's a garbage touchdown that that takes it, you know, below 14 or something like that. But uh, but but let's go in there and, and just never never question, um, you know, never question the game at all. So, um, all right, uh, my last uh, set of numbers here is uh, 93.6 percent, 84.4 percent, and 18 percent. So these are uh, uh, odds based off of. Uh, Football Outsiders, uh, 93.6% is the percent chance of making the playoffs uh, currently. 84.4% is a percent chance of winning the division. And 18% is the uh, percent chance of getting the number one seed. Only behind Buffalo, which uh, has a 44.8% chance. So, uh, you know, obviously fantastic percent uh, situation where they stand, um, you know, right now at, the, at their bye. Uh, really solid record, really, um, you know, the, the opponents in the second half of the season really shape up nicely. You know, they've got uh, pieces coming back. Uh, they really are in a, a position to make a really solid run uh, down the rest of the way. And, um, you know, I really don't, I don't know that the one seed is that far out of reach. Uh, I think um, Buffalo and Kansas city have some tough games left. Um you know, it would probably require winning out, but, um, you know, but I, I as I said, 18%, I, I don't think that's, that's um, too crazy of a concept. And that would be so huge to get a buy and uh, all those home games. So. Yeah, it, it really is. They've, the new playoff format has done a good job of terrorists or terrifying the one, two and three seeds of quite different value. So the the one seed is obviously worth tremendously because you because you get a buy. The two seed, first of all, you play the seven, then you play your second game at home. It's a huge advantage, and and it's it's the one I really am hoping. If I had to, if if you know if somebody said they can have the two seed right now, I take it in a heartbeat. Even though I think they have a chance for the one as well. Um, and the three seed is um, is you know it's a division winner so th- so that's good and you play at home the first week and 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 that's obviously good you get that no matter what if you're a division winner but I, there's not a whole bunch of difference b- between the 3 and the 4 seed to me and that's the one if the ravens are in the 3 seed and a game up on the bengals going to the final game i think they they rest everybody lamar most you know obviously ronnie stanley players like that and they basically play the 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 b team 
and uh, and lose that game to Cincinnati. I, and the only reason they might not is that Cincinnati, if they they might not want them in the playoffs at all, and and they might have to face them the next week too is another possibility. So, uh, you know, it, it's it, it's you're certainly in an interesting spot. Football Outsiders has the Ravens, I think, at about thirteen percent to win the Super Bowl right now. Am I right on that, or is it maybe a little bit less? I don't know. I didn't actually <laughs> yeah. look at that. So. Uh, I'll I'll take a look at it real real quickly because it's because it's it's uh, pretty good. So uh, to win the okay, yeah, um, forty four point eight percent for a conference appearance, twenty five point three percent for a conference win. So go to the Super Bowl and, and in that case, and thirteen point eight percent to win the Super Bowl. So they're just saying there's better than one chance in eight, almost one chance in seven they win the Super Bowl. And currently on Odds Checker, I mean, you can get thirteen to one on the Baltimore Ravens to win the Super Bowl. That looks like a pretty freaking juicy bet to me right now. Now, I'm not saying go out and bet your house on that. It just looks pretty good to me. And I I think that number is going to come down in the coming weeks. Yeah, I think so. I think, uh, you know, I think there are enough question marks by people that haven't been watching the Ravens Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, the people that have and recognize the, um, the difficult schedule that they faced in the first half of the season and kind of, um, how close they were and the different positions they were in each of those games that they lost, I think, um, you know, really, uh, you know, kind of justify uh, to a pretty high degree, I think, the the strong odds uh, of, of of making it far in the playoffs for sure. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, it'll be exciting to watch. Uh, uh, hopefully we'll get, get you into Baltimore for a game, Dan, finally to, to see a playoff game maybe. Yeah, it's been a while for sure. So. Always a pleasure to have this do this show with you. Uh, uh, tell folks where they can talk football with you. Yeah, reach out on uh, on Twitter. Um, it's at, at DP Reese, then eight. Um, happy to talk uh, talk Ravens, happy to talk whatever um, football related. Um, you know, just uh, it's with the bye week, just playing around with a bunch of different, uh, bunch of different models, all sorts of stuff going on right now, but uh, just just reach out happy happy to discuss anything um and uh i'm just real excited for the second half of the season enjoying my uh bye weekend but um but but really looking forward to a strong second half for sure yeah pretty pretty cool actually we you know analysts really do look forward to the bye don't they it's just one thing we we really like uh other folks out there, if you'd like to do a film study short, hit me up. It's the bye week. And so we we have lots of content needs, and I'm, I'm always looking for people. In fact, I'm going to bug Dan about one particular <laughs> thing after we get off the air here. Uh, Dan, uh, thanks again, my friend. My pleasure. And we'll talk to you next time on Film Study. These days, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make all kinds of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more, right here in the USA. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs in towns and cities across the country. And jobs bring pride. Purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com.
and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.